Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. The Lord is good, man. Uh, if, if you would be so kind... Um, and you want to kind of follow along, would you mind opening up your Bibles? You're going to go to two places today. We're going to go uh, John chapter 1 and Luke chapter 2. John chapter 1, Luke chapter 2. And, and we're going to jump in right at John chapter 1 first. John chapter 1, Luke chapter 2. And uh, I'll let you have some time to open up there as we... Uh, begin I at this very very moment across the world in Qatar the World Cup final is being played right now between Argentina and the champ from 2018's World Cup France and and I just checked the score before I stood up here Argentina's up 2-0. All right. Messi had a PK at, at minute 23, I believe. And uh, there was another, another goal at minute 36, right? This, you're probably like, man, he's talked about soccer like three weeks in a row. A penalty kick. No, it's not, it's not a preacher's kid. <laughs> Messi did not have a preacher's kid uh, on the soccer field. He pushed him down. He shoved him down. Uh, no, uh, so the, this World Cup ha- has been a, a phenomenal movement to watch. And the movement on the field has actually moved the people in the stands uh, in, in, in pretty dramatic ways. Uh, I made it home on Monday uh, afternoon just in time to watch the additional minutes to the second half of the Argentina-Croatia game. So there were, there were just a few moments left in the game. And, and Argentina already had well in hand the victory over Croatia, uh, 3-0. And the, the cameras were panning the stadium. And a majority of the stadium was, were people from Argentina. In fact, Argentina had the most people uh, arrive in Qatar uh, to witness the World Cup 2022 and they were, the, the people were jumping and hugging and crying and they were, they were singing out. And so I did a little Google magic because there was this song that continued to be belted out over the course of the World Cup from the Argentine, and, uh, Argentine people. And it was this pop song. It was a pop song that had been, the lyrics had been rewritten by one of the Argentine, Argentine fans during their run to Copa America 2021. 
and the, the, lyrics, uh, the lyrics start out with, I was born in Argentina, land of Diego and Lionel, of the kids of the Falkland Islands whom I'll never forget. And they're belting this song out. And the song's called, Boys, We Have Our Hope Again. And you can just see the faces just exuding of excitement. And then they panned right back to the, to the field. There's a battle still going on on the field. Yet the Argentine, Argentine players, even though they're still in the game, you could see it on their faces that they were so excited, like they were living in the moment that was happening. If you're ever a player in, in any uh, sport or whether you're, you're running in track, you don't stop playing your heart out until you, you, the, the whistle is blown or you've crossed the finish line. We've seen, we've seen players who are running toward the end zone drop the ball before they even enter the end zone. But this was a different moment. They already had it well in hand. And you could see it on all of the players' faces, even while they were playing, particularly on Lionel Messi. Now, he's, he's, he's this internationally known star. And this is going to be his last World Cup. And for the Argentine fans, for Argentina themselves, they have not raised the World Cup since 1986. So as an illustrious career as Messi has, that cup has eluded him his entire career. In 1986, I was seven years old. My fanatic fan of a brother was going into his freshman year that fall. Lionel Messi was a year shy of being born. And my brother, being the player that he was he actually recorded the 1986 world cup final in mexico city between argentina and west germany and for those of you that are like born in the 2000s yes there was a west germany and an east germany at one time it was not known as germany uh but this was the the second to last world cup where west germany was west germany I remember for the next four years going down those stairs and would stumble into the darkness illuminated by that TV with blazes of blue and white because my brother watched and re-watched this final. This was the, the moment that solidified Diego Maradona's legend. And he saw the mysterious movement of this man on the field and was mesmerized by the high skill level and aggression that Maradona played in the World Cup. And my brother wanted to play as well as Maradona, like I wanted to play like Pele. And so he watched. He would stop, study, rewind, fast forward, pause. Every single movement of Maradona. 
So it was in 1986 that Maradona and the rest of the Argentine team raised that World Cup. And I saw that game in bits and pieces over the next four years of my life. But I can tell you that my brother never played in the World Cup. My brother was never named Diego Maradona. He may have worn the number, number 10, but uh, he never tossed up that cup like it looks like Lionel Messi will here in probably about 30 minutes. But during the whole World Cup 2022, I noticed in all the franticness, all the bursts of energy and goals scored and high emotion, there was something that caught my eye over and over and over again, even beyond what the players were doing on the field. There was an advertisement screen right on the edge of the field. And on the edge of the field, it just continued to periodically come up. It was an advertisement for the new electric vehicle for Kia. And it was very simple. The advertisement said, movement that inspires. Now, I've never been inspired by an electric vehicle in my life whether it was a Tesla, a Prius, or even the new Kia electric vehicle. I've never been inspired by the movement of an electric vehicle. I've never been inspired by the movement of a car, should I say. But this advertisement kept flashing through. And I wondered, you know, I wonder if the people at Kia really understands what inspiration actually means. See, the one or two times that my wife and I went to a museum, because she's not a museum person. I am. I love to go and see paintings of the masters. It was one, the one museum in Boston that we went to. And I was walking through the gallery, and I was struck by a painting. I did not know who the artist was. I still don't know who the artist is. And I don't even know what the painting was. But I was able to stand, and I was awestruck at that, that painting. And I was able to stand just literal inches from the painting. And I could see all the small strokes that the artist had made. The dots, the edging, the sharp edges, the dull edges, the blots, the dots. And I had this kind of overwhelming moment where I, I realized I'm actually standing as close to this painting as the artist did. And I was able to understand and watch the decision making that the artist had as, as that artist was painting that painting. I was awestruck. But I was only able to admire. See, admiration is this astonishment, this awe from a distance, this excitement, this curiosity that breeds questions. And how did that happen? 
I think along with Kia, many of us are confused at the difference between admiration and inspiration. See, I walked away from that painting no better a painter than I did when I stood at that painting. I can still only paint with my fingers and do stick figures, like probably most of us. Whatever ability that artist had did not transfer to me. Whatever ability Maradona or Lionel Messi had never transferred to my brother, to me, because we watched it. We only admired from a distance. When you admire, you are still a spectator. A spectator is still a spectator. At best, you can emulate or imitate. But you not, are not that person or have that ability. Movement that inspires. The only movement in all of humanity that can truly inspire is the movement of God in the human heart. But for many of us, I think we're still admiring Christ from a distance. We've confused belief and action of our belief. Let's go to the Word of God. John chapter 1, verse 14. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory and the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Flip over to Luke chapter 2. And we're going to start at verse 8. And there were shepherds living in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel had said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. That includes you. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace to men and on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that had happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried, they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Heavenly Father, in the remaining moments as we look at the Word of God and allow it to unpack our heart, may we be responsive to what it is that you move on our hearts for. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The shepherds doing their daily duty, the thing that they have done over and over and over and over again, watching over their flock, both by day and by night. And at this moment, it's they're in utter darkness, hearing the bleeding of the sheep, making sure that they're cared for. Like that TV that glowed with Argentina and West Germany, the sky lit up. And here's the heavenly host. And proclaiming good news to all humanity, all of us, including you and me in 2022. And so, they go. They go to Bethlehem to check out this site. Now, here in this moment, we actually do see the difference between admiration and inspiration. Again, admiration is this astonishment at the marvel of what's happening before your very eyes. And I'm sure the fans are marveling at the fact that France has come back two to one in the middle of the World Cup. There's an astonishment in the eyes of the shepherds as they are face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball with the Holy of Holies, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And there it is. As soon as they see, as soon as they experience, they go. They go and tell. Their admiration for what is happening, they were inspired by what was happening at the movement of God because for centuries, for centuries, Israel was under the idea that God was silent. They'd been waiting for a word. And here's the Word. The Word showed up in flesh. For the very first time, God came to humanity because for centuries before, humanity has been trying to reach out to God. But God moved into the neighborhood. That's a movement that inspires. See, the origin of the word inspiration actually originates at the origin of the human story. At the culmination of God's creation. When He formed and fashioned man out of the dust of the ground. The job wasn't done. 
we merely had human clay. But God breathed his breath into the nostrils of Adam. Adam's lungs expanded. And for the very first time, he became a living being. Created in the image of his creator. God stood back and marveled at what had been created and said, it is very, very good. Inspiration is a breathing in to the deepest part and core of a human being. Literally filling you, filling the emptiness with something that wasn't there to begin with. In spirit, inspiration. Inspiration is not emulation. Inspiration is not imitation. Inspiration is an admiration. Inspiration starts in the core of your soul. Have you ever tried to hold your breath? I think all of us, at some point when we were kids, we held our breath as long as we possibly could. Did any of you like try to hold your breath to punish your parents? No? I've seen some kids try to do that. It doesn't pay off very well, right? Because at some point, they're going to have to breathe, aren't they? When you hold your breath for as long as you possibly can, there's a buildup of carbon dioxide in your system, isn't there? Your lungs are to the capacity that they are, and your face begins to get blue. As a junior higher, my family had, had moved to a house on the other side of town, and that house had a pool. So I lived in the water all summer uh, until it got cold. Uh, and whether it was friends with friends or it was by myself at some point, I began to challenge myself to see how far I can swim underwater without coming up for air. Whether it would be the length of the pool or side to side, and I would count how many times and see where I stopped when I had to come up for air. Somewhere in my teenage prefrontal cortex, I actually began to learn that the more I did this, the more the capacity of my lungs were expanded. In fact, Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs have this uncanny ability of being able to stay underwater for two to three minutes at a time without breathing because they have pushed their lungs over time to their limits, expanding its capacity. Me as a teenager, I realized that if I can hold my breath long enough and do this over and over again, I can stay in there or at the bottom of the pool as long as possible. I think sometimes in our faith, we're holding our breath from the instance that we met God. And there's a buildup of carbon dioxide. 
inspiration is to be this divine rhythmic movement. An exhale from God and an inhale from you. An exhale from God and an inhale from you. It's this back and forth process from him to you, from him to you. But many of us have been holding our breath like we're the kid punishing the parent. And there's a buildup of carbon dioxide. And our face is blue. Our belief that God is among us is to be this back and forth between God and you. Breathing His life in you as you breathe His life out of you. I think many of us, God with us is a very comforting thing. That movement to humanity is a very comforting thing. It's a peaceful thing. But for some of us, that's all it is. And we forget that God is literally among us wherever we are. Not just here on Sunday morning, but when you're driving your car to work, when you're punching the button, when you're greeting the customer, when you're crafting the coffee, when you're calling the client, when you're comforting the person who's just a mess in your office, when you're going out to get your mail and your neighbor is next door doing the same thing. They're all holy moments because God with us is truly among us in our life. And God with us inspires us. God among us, His movement to humanity inspires us to move like He did in our community. Those are holy moments that we have. There's a story of a monk. This monastery was the place where people would go. They would go to admire and they would go for wisdom. And at some point, the people stopped coming. And the monks began to backbite and there was inner fighting amongst each other jockeying for positions you think monks would actually do that until they actually realized no one's coming why is no one coming so the abbot went on a search to someone much wiser than he and so what journey that was supposed to be a three-day journey became a five-day journey. And when he sat down with that other monk, he asked several questions. And that monk listened. 
and the answer. This is the answer you seek. The Messiah is among you. That's all he said. Now, if it were me, I feel like I was gypped. I walked all this way, and that's what you say? The Messiah is among us? But as the monk journeyed back, began to process, the Messiah is among us. The Messiah is among us. Goes back to the monastery. What did he say? What did he say? Tell us what he said. What do we need to do? These are the questions I asked, and this is the answer he gave. The Messiah is among us. They all looked at each other, kind of like you're looking at me. Really? That's what, that's what he said. They began to process. That became an inspirational, transformational moment. Because what they began to do was see each other for not the bodies that they have, but for the souls that are within. They began to treat each other literally as if God was there. They began to talk to each other as if God was there. Because He was this tectonic shift that happened in their life. Shepherds. They're right there face to face with the Holy of Holies. They move from admiration to inspiration because they were moved on the inside. Because God was there. Folks, Jesus arrived over 2,000 years ago. But God is still here. He's still in your homes. He's sitting beside you on your phones. He's in your car. He's in your conversations. He's in your school hallways and at the lunch table. God is among you. May He breathe into you so that you can breathe out that reality into other people. To grace and forgive. Because in a world that is so wanting truth, and hope. You, when they see you, if you live as if God is among you, they will see Him. A simple truth, profound impact. May His movement inspire your movement. Heavenly Father, we cannot 
take what you did at Christmas lightly. As Matthew preached several years ago, it's always Christmas. It's always Christmas. You are among us. May we not talk on a Sunday morning and may we not talk on a Thursday night watching Thursday night football as if you're not in the room because you are. May we not walk through our hell thinking that you're far away. May we know that you were there when anxiety is to its zenith. May we know that you are there because you are there. We cannot go where you are not, God. It wasn't something that just happened 2,000 years ago. It is happening now. Your presence is here. I love you, Jesus. And I ask that there be this divine symphony, this back and forth, this movement of our lungs and your lungs, your breath and our breath. May it move us on the, in the core of our life. We love you, Lord, and we trust you. It's in your name that we ask, Jesus. I realize I forgot to prompt my wife, but it looks like she's already there. So we're going to have this kind of instrumental break, this intermission for a moment, as the kids are going to be coming in. Yeah, they're already here. All right. Oh, boy. I don't think we have any preschool kids <laughs> or nursery kids. Jesus isn't a real baby.
All right. Hey, if, if you want to take pictures, you're more than welcome to move up. Come on down, boys and girls and adults. What are you? You're an angel? What up, bud? Oh, there went my back. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, okay. Hi, Mary. Where's Joe? Are you Joseph? What's up, buddy? Come. You want to come up, Tessa? Yeah? Well. Yeah. Are you the star? Harvey's the star. He, he's... Here, we'll just let you carry this around. How about that? Is that cool? All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is our preschool Christmas story, a.k.a. who knows what's going to happen. Apparently, the star is not wandering. Well, in those days of Caesar Augustus, he issued a decree that there should be a census taken in the entire Roman world. So Joseph and Mary, hey Joe, come here. Well, hi, are you Joseph? Okay, Joseph and Mary, aww, well, it wasn't time for the baby to become come yet, but Joseph went down to Bethlehem because he was of the line of David. And so he had to go back. You want to go? Do you guys want to go to Bethlehem? Come, you want to come to Bethlehem? Come, come. Hey, here's the, you're really important. You need to have that. All right. So Joseph and Mary went down to Bethlehem. How you guys doing? Pretty, pretty rough travel, huh? Are your feet tired? Hi. What's up? Did you, did you take the journey too? And when Joseph and Mary got to Bethlehem, it came time for the baby to arrive. And Jesus arrived, and she wrapped him in swaddling cloths, or he swall she swaddled him in cloths and placed him in a very dangerous manger. Do you want, Tessa, do you want to bring the baby over? Come on, bring the baby over. You want to place the baby in the manger? Yeah, you want to put him here? Come on. Put him in, put him to bed. He's got to sleep. It's very tiring. Come on. Night, night. Oh. So all the blood is going to rush to Jesus' brain while in the manger. Oh, whoa. And lo, there were shepherds in the fields nearby. Do we have any shepherds? They're wandering. Well, maybe they wandered. I don't know. They probably had to go find some sheep. Do we have any sheep? Oh, can I have some sheep? Hi, Quinn. Are you a sheep? Oh, my goodness, you're a sheep. You're not Jesus. Oh, you're so cute. I don't... 
is this a sheep or is this a bird? Are you a bird? So the shepherds in the fields nearby, there was a heavenly host of angels. Where are our angels? Oh my goodness. Hi, Lily. Are you an angel? Sammy, are you an angel? You want to spread your wings? Spread your wings. And they said, today is born to you in the town of David a Savior for all of the people. This is good news. And the shepherds, they, they didn't... They, they didn't wander around the sanctuary. They actually went over to the manger. Seeing Jesus with, I think he's probably passed out right now. <laughs> but at a later point, after, as we just heard this story, they went and told all the people in the community, but, hey Joe, you and Mary, you, you started living in Bethlehem for a short time. And you know what? Where are our wise men? In all of Wapak, they could not find any wise people. Especially here in Wapak Nez. Oh, hey, you're a wise person. And where's our star? Where'd our star go? Harvey, I need your star. Where's your star? Come here, bring your star. Here. Here's your star. Can you, can you wander around a little bit? I think that's going to be really easy for you. And they followed the star till it came over the house of Joseph and Mary and Jesus. And the wise people brought gifts. Frankincense, gold, and myrrh. And they worshipped the baby Jesus. Wow. And they checked out the nativity scene. As Logan's playing with the pieces of the the baby, is that the baby? Do you have the baby Jesus? All right. I really think I need God to inhale into me right now. Holy moly. Hey, star, where are you going? He doesn't know. Wow. You know, maybe it happened this way. I don't know. Or maybe not. I doubt it with preschoolers. But boys and girls, okay, check out the nativity. That's cool. Um, all right. This is, this, is, this is our preschool Christmas story. It's great because you just never know what's going to happen. And Quinn, here. Oh, you want to go to mom? I know. I know. That's everybody's reaction to me. I get it. Okay, <laughs> well, you never know what's going to happen. Would you please stand? <laughs> ay, 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 this is so much fun. Joe, you did great, buddy. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for these kids. As much of a train wreck as my telling of the story is, Lord, you make beautiful the messes that we have. You can make new things that are just entirely broken. Lord, may the good news seep deep into our soul and inspire us to speak the good news to all who are willing to hear. I love you, Jesus. We you bless these kids? They're just so fun. Bless their parents, please. They need it. 
We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, will you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength? And will you love your neighbor as yourself? Show us your angel, angel, angel wings one more time. That's so good. You guys are dismissed. You have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. Go Bengals in Argentina. Thank you for listening to the Wapak Nas podcast. We hope you are moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you and that you are moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community and to love people to Jesus.